Okay, so as it's Hashem Yisbarach, I good Nerev Shabbos to all. Thank you for coming, for learning with me, for learning with us, for learning with the Baal Shem Tev We continue our Limud with Kas Hashem Tev Yudtes. And again, we're trying, we're not going in order exactly every single piece. As Hashem will have our own excursion, each of us on our own. We're trying to take pieces that are more easily integrated, understood, practical. Um, that we can bring into our Vodas Hashem in a more in a more practical way, and so if you hear the reason why there's only two teachings is because it's going to take us some time to get through the first one because it's a very very big idea, big 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 sugya, big idea, very deep idea that requires some hakdamas. So let's start going through it, and then we'll try to you know stand back and and contextualize it a bit. So the tzaddik begins. This that we find. Before many of the mitzvahs printed in Siddur, mostly in Svar, that before doing a mitzvah, there's a composition where we say, we say, and then there are different forms of this composition. Whatever it is, each of the mitzvahs has its own aspects. Some say the end of shame, call Yisrael. We have all of Am Yisrael in mind. But I'll call Panim, it's brought already from Kadmainim earlier, Svarim, the Shlach Kaddish, that it's a good thing before all the mitzvahs, particularly by Hasidim, we're very strict on this, to say these words, Lashem Yichud Kutshabrichu Ushkinte. One of the foundations of Hasidus is that we shouldn't just engage in the mitzvah stam. We talked about this a little bit last week. It should be with a bread, it should be with a fire, it should be with a passion, it should be with an investment of spirit. It should be with consciousness, with awareness. We would call this, in classic Yiddishkeit, we would call this lishma, right? It shouldn't be shaloi lishma, for sure not, but it should be lishma, which itself is a little bit of a nebulous word. What does this mean, lishma? For its sake, for his sake? For her sake, it's feminine, l'shma, l'shem hey. Who is the who is the energy that we're talking about? L'shem what? What does this mean? But al-kapanim, l'shma, is like one of the foundations of Hasidus. To engage in Yiddishkeit with focus, with consciousness. Not stop doing things, but for a reason. So here we encounter a very similar word, l'shem. For the sake of. So I'm just trying to bring out that already, even before Yichud Kutch each of which these terms are going to have to focus on and explain, just that word L'shem itself tells you that this is something already very, very different, right? Very different. To, to, to stop before doing any mitzvah that we're doing, or davening a tefillah, putting on tefillin, tzitzis, whatever it is, we stop, talas, we say L'shem. L'shem means already even the lamid of L'shem. Forget the word shame. Lamid means, what's as a prefix? Two. Two. That already means that I'm supposed to move from here to there. That mitzvahs are supposed to be transformative, uh, transportive in nature. Lit. Like I'm already going somewhere. That's just enough, right? If we would just, before doing a mitzvah, do lit. That would already be a big Indian, right? Now, L'shem. For, for the sake of, for the purpose of, for the presence of, for what? Yichud kuchabrihu ushchente. Yichud, all of us know, means unification, the intimacy of, the coming together of. And of course, in order to talk about the coming together of, we need to have two things that need to come together. So of course, this word yichud is going to be followed by two different elements. We have to examine what these are. Kuchabrihu and Shchinte. The Vav means bringing them together. Yichud, Kud Shabrichu, 
What is this kutsharichu? What is shchinte? So obviously these are Aramaic words, but they're very similar to their Lashon HaKadosh counterparts, which we're much more familiar with. Kutsharichu is, of course, what's the Hebrew? Huh? HaKadosh Baruch right? And shchinte is the shchina, right? But the yud at the end just means his, his shchina. Shchina and, and HaKadosh Baruch These two terminologies are references, of course, to divinity, to HaKadosh Baruch but if they mean the same thing, so then we don't need both of them. And yet we find in Chazal that in different places one, are, one is used, in different places the other one is used. So, my high. My high. Now, again, just by way of Hakdama, it's a very, very big topic, just building step by step. Very basically, I'm not going to do this uh, justice today. Just basically. Enoid Movadoi is the absolute fundamental truth. We would also call this in Tanya terminology, it's a Pasuk, Ani Hashem Loishinisi. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't change in creating the world. Nothing changed, nothing fundamental is different in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Infinity doesn't chop itself up and become finite, finitude. It's just Ein Oid Movadu. There's nothing else but godliness. And yet, Bereshis means in the beginning. Something changed. Now, if the thing that changed wasn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself because Ein Oid Movadai, then what does that mean in the beginning? In the beginning of what? There cannot be a beginning unless we talk of change. So here, again, basically, basically, we get into the concept of tzimtzum, which means a constriction of some kind. Now, all the svarim teach us, and I say all the svarim, I'm referring to two hashkafic pillars of Yiddishkeit, which is the Tzefer Atanya, and the Sefer Nefesh HaChayim. That's basically all the Sfarim. You know, at least as it relates to these ideas, because Nefesh HaChayim is the distillation of the Litvish standpoint, and Tanya is the distillation of the Hasidish standpoint for basic all intents and purposes. So all the Sfarim agree that the Tzimtzum, whatever constriction, contraction, whatever quote-unquote changed is only from our side. And that is, that is the constriction. Somehow Kaddish Baruch Hu made this incredible optical illusion where sparks of consciousness within a created world would perceive there to being before and after. Time is a result of tzimtzum. Time. Time means that things are progressing away from one moment and toward another moment. In infinity, there's no such thing. You're not going from anywhere to anywhere. It just is. right? But we experience time. We experience space, which is fundamentally bound up by time because that's how we measure time. The time that it takes to go from one place to another place. That's Time is bound to space, the Maral points out. And ultimately, we experience time and space as separate sparks of consciousness where I am not you and you are not him. And we are different, separate. We have our own lives and our own striving and our own life cycle. So from our standpoint, within a created world, there is the difference between pure godliness spirituality and the physical world that we experience. Even though, and this is what I'm trying to stress, that in the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate truth of things, it's an illusion. But it's a pretty darn good illusion, so much so that a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us very much to live within the illusion, respecting it as truth from our standpoint, while having the awareness hovering over the periphery of our consciousness that really, be'emes, 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 and the primary fundamental discord between the Nefesh HaChaim and the Balatanya, which is the base medrash of the Gura and the base medrash of the, of the Baal Shem Tov, respectively, is how much and how often to tap into that ultimate reality. That's what the whole Machlekes boils down to. Both fundamentally agree that 
it's only mitzidenu from our side, and that be'emes, everything is godly? And the question is, is there value to tapping into that awareness? How often should we, and Avshah Chaim highlights three particular times that we should tap into this total awareness of MS from the other side of the curtain, those being Shmai, when we say Shma, Tfilah, Shma Esrei, and in an Ace Tzara. And the Balatanya is much more liberal with it. And he says, any time you need to remember you're not far from Hashem, Kaddish Baruch was enveloping you, V'chulei. And that really gives rise to many of the, of the fragmented opinions that split off in the, in the Bismedrash of the Hasidim and the Bismedrash of, of the, of, of the, of the Litvaks. Why am I saying all this? Because it's impossible to understand the distinction between Kuchabricho and Shinte without understanding the, the playing field. And the playing field means that in order for there to be two manifestations of godliness, we need to understand that Mitzi Deinu, from our standpoint, there are two realms. There's the realm of before creation, and there's the realm of after creation. Again, that distinction isn't a fundamentally true distinction, only from our standpoint, but in a relative framework, it's true from where we stand in our current matziv, on the other side of the curtain of Tzimtzum. Once there's a before and an after, meaning once there is a spiritual realm, which is pure, 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 pure godliness, and then there's the experience, at least, of a physical realm, time and space and material physicality and limitations and teva nature, etc., now we can talk about Kuchibarichu as a reference to Hashem and also Shkinte as a reference to Hashem. What is the fundamental foundational definition of the word Kadosh? We translate it as holy. What does it mean? How does the Torah understand the concept of Kedusha, Sechazal? Wherever you find a Geder Erva, you find Kedusha. Kedusha means to separate from. Kedoshim to you, says the Targum Unkelis, Prushim to you. To be a parish is to be a Kadosh. Kadosh means removed, separate from, or in the context of divinity, which is how we're using it now, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when we refer to Hashem as the Holy One, blessed be He, whatever this means, we're referring to the godliness before creation, outside of creation, godliness as infinity. We would call it, in a word, transcendence, the transcendent element of godliness. What's the foundational definition of the word shechina? What's the sharish of the word shechina? It's lishkon, right? Which means the shaking shmoisha. What does it mean? Vishachanti, to dwell. To dwell. In order for something to dwell in, there has to be a kli. There has to be like something where you can either be or not be. Again, that's only from our standpoint, where we have the illusion of there being a physical world, where there are ways of revealing Hashem's presence a little bit more, and Mamish feeling that Hashem is here, and, and, and moments where we feel the opposite. There are holy places and there are unholy places. There are places of gilu shechina. I'll call Be'asara, ten Jews get into a room, Shechin Teshari, the Kaisal Moravi, Ma'olam, Lo'izaza Shechinu, etc. A shul, a Mikdash Ma'at. That's from our standpoint where there's a physical realm. In order to use the word Shechina, we put on our human glasses where we perceive a physical world and we therefore refer to, fancy English word, the imminence of godliness. Not the transcendence, but the ability to experience Hashem's presence in the created world on this side of the curtain, on this side of the illusion. 
the whole goal of Torah and mitzvahs. I couldn't think of anything more fundamental to talk about. I mean, this is literally what they should be teaching in yeshivas from a very early age. Because this is the whole mission statement. We don't have a mission statement. There's no list. So where are we going? It's just you're walking in circles your life. I have to know, like, what, where are we headed? Why are we doing what we're doing? Le. Le shema. Le shem yichud kuchibrichu shrinte. Our whole task, like Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, who were well diggers, is in doing mitzvahs, we're refining the physical world and we're allowing the intensity of the divine vibration, so to speak, to become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger by unifying the potential for Elokus in the physical world together with the Shairish of Elokus in the transcendent realm. Pulling up window shades to allow the sunlight of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to, to shine into this world. That's what every Jew does, particularly if you happen to be in an airport and you're putting on tefillin, mamish, it opens up a portal to... To, to a spiritual realm. There's a creator who cares about man and commanded him to do something. And here we are doing it. It's a Gavaldika moment. Unbelievable. Yichud kuchibrichu shchente. That's binding and unifying the godliness that's hidden within the world together with overt elokus that's, that's beyond the world by virtue of our emuna, by virtue of bringing these two things together. That's what this means on a simple level. And it manifests in so many different forms, so many different, so many different forms. Just one basic one is the lulav and the esrig. The esrig is shchinte, and the lulav is kuchibrichu. And that's why we're supposed to bring them together, hold them together. It manifests in the sun and the moon. Tefillin shal rosh, tefillin shal ya. So many different elements and symbols, right? Once we learn the depth of the mitzvahs, all the time, Shabbos is the greatest all the Yom Tovim, really all the mitzvahs, which is why we say this before, no matter what mitzvah it is that we're doing, this is our conscious focus. This is what we're trying to do, to reveal Hashem's presence in the world and thereby bringing it into unity with, with a, a, another reality, another way of experiencing reality, a reality that brings to light the fact that our reality is just an illusion and nullifies it in the light of, of the sun, like a ray of the sun in the sun. And this is what's referred to in the Navi when the Navi tells us that the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun because the Lavana in this sense is just the physical world and it's receiving all of its light from the sun. There's going to be a unification so complete that there won't be any chiluk, not just mitzad, the emes of Hashem, but mitzad, our emes. We'll literally perceive this world as bursting with a spirit of pure divinity. Okay, now that's just Akdama. What this means is, So some of you may have heard of the system of the ten spheres. The ten spheres being ten kalim, ten tools that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created to manifest His unity. Because in Hashem's infinite unity are so many different forces. And Hashem wanted to let us know what's contained within that. And so Hashem created 10 kalim where he shines one unified light at these kalim. And each one becomes a clee for something else that's held together in a system of 10, which is always a complete system, numer- numer- numerologically, um, is a complete system of shleimos. 
but there's different elements of the Shlemus. Or HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world all at once, just to burst a flash. But at the same time, from our standpoint, it was a series of steps. And the Ten Spheres can also be a system uh, uh, of, of steps, pro, a process, step after step after step that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took in creating the world that we experience. One step after the next step, much like we go through a series of steps when we have a creative process, the first step being the will to create, then we think about the creations, then we go ahead and uh, think about what we're going to do, and then we go ahead and we actually go ahead doing it, and it's a, and it's a very organized system. We're created with Salam Alukim, that means that we just mirror what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did and does all the time. Each and every second, my sabreshis. These are called the ten spheres. And so two of the most fundamental of these ten are called Tiferes and Malchus. Tiferes, without getting into the whole thing now, is Kenegad Yaakov Avinu. And it sits at the peak, so to speak, of an upside-down triangle the first two sides being Avram and Yitzchak, or the Midas of Chesed and Gvura, which are two extremes to the opposite sides. And then they come down to Tiferes is in the middle, which means a synthesis of Avram and Yitzchak. Chesed and Gvura is Tiferes. Ultimately, leaving out the next two, which are Moshe and Aaron, gets a little bit complicated. This energy gets channeled into a Midas called Yisoyed, which is connected to Yosef Tzadik, which is just a channel, like a bris, and brings that energy of Tiferes down into what's the, the Kli that's called the Malchus, which is connected to Dabra Malach. So essentially, there's Yaakov Avinu and Dabra Malach. We can call it the male aspect and the feminine aspect. Everybody knows that Dabra Malach is a feminine aspect. Tefillah, music, emotion. And Yaakov Avinu is, is the male aspect. Yosef Atzadik is the aspect of the bris, which channels the energy of the male into that place of the female, and then there could be Paris. We talked a little bit about that last week. Alpi Kabbalah, what we're learning now, Alpi Chasidus, Tiferes is another word for Kutshabrichu. That's the place, it's called Kutshabrichu, it's the, it's the Mida of Tiferes, also related to Tereshabik Sav. Malchus is the, is the Shechina. That's the, that's the feminine aspect, the kli, that is waiting to be infused with that R of, of, of the light of Tiferes. That's connected to Teresh Shabalpeh. Generally speaking, like I just mentioned, that Teresh Shabalpeh, vis-a-vis Teresh is the Levana, vis-a-vis the Shemesh, is the, 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 the three meaning, vis-a-vis the Esrik, all these different symbols... The Zohar Kaddish teaches that Tiferes in the human body is, is the torso because it brings together the two arms, each of which respectively are Chesed and Gvura, to the right and to the left. Tiferes. And Malchus is related to the mouth. Malchus is the Peh. Tarshabal Peh. Right? Vis-a-vis Tarshabik Sav, which is Yaakov Avinu. And so Yichud Kutshabrichu Ushchinte is a Yichud between Tiferes and Malchus. Not, not important to get caught up now in the details. Tiferes and Malchus, it's just important to know that Malchus is the Shechina, is connected to the concept of Dibur. Okay. So what does this mean? On a simple level, Kabbalistically, everybody knows there's a sphere of Tiferes and a sphere of Malchus, and we're trying to bring the two together. 
But it says the Balshem HaKadosh means something deeper. What this means is, what does it mean? We're, we're channeling Tiferes into What does Tiferes mean? Tiferes is a word. It means splendor, harmony, beauty. Pe'er, right? Is, a glo- is glory. Says the Balshem, that's really what it means, that we're making a yichud between Tiferes and Malchus. Not just a reference to this conceptual sphere of transcendent godliness. No, it's more than that. What this means is What this means is that all of our mitzvahs bringing a yichud between malchus, which is our created world, our experience of this side of the tzimtzum, of the curtain, so to speak, and tiferes, means we're trying to bring Hashem's pride upon His creation. So it's a much more emotional touch. Other than, so to speak, a more like, uh, like, like Kabbalistic, um, academic element. Okay, Tiferes and Malchus, we understand the Yichud. Says the Hashem, there's something much more human happening here. It's just us as children wanting to give Nachas to, to, to our parent. That's what it means, Tiferes and Malchus. We want to draw the light of Tiferes down onto the, onto the created world. We want a Kaddish Baruch Hu to be proud of his creation. So it's a whole different taich. Tiferes and Malchus. Which is the world of speech. And that's exactly why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with speech. was the Indian of Tara Shabal Pet. Like we said, that's the created world. That's the world of Malchus. That's the world of David HaMelech. David HaMelech, yeah. Because there's a lot of, to talk about Yemit Samson. Right? Is the world of Dibor. That's, that's the created world, the physical world. Yichud Kudchibrichu Ushchinte. Because it's that element of the Shechina, of Malchus, that's bringing life to all the Olamites, to, to the whole world. As the Pasuket Tillam says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the heavens with what? With Dibor. Which is connected to the concept of Peh, which is Malchus, which is David HaMelech, which is that lowest sphere, that, not the lowest, but the final sphere, the final step, the created world, which is also Shabbos Kodesh. And we also say, you bringing the whole world to life every minute. The whole world is just filled with Hashem's speech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to us all the time. All the time. Being alive is being spoken to. To be alive is to be addressed. Sometimes we feel, oh, where's Hashem? Hashem is silent. He's just, he's mamish speaking every split. If we would stop speaking, we wouldn't be around. He's literally speaking us into being. Kaddish Baruch Hu is giving a lecture now for 5,000, etc. years. He hasn't stopped talking. If we would stop talking, we'd finish. He's mamish speaking us into being. This is how he speaks. This is how he speaks. That's called the Olam Hadibor. And when a person does a mitzvah, mitzvah, by the way, itself means savsa, which means connect, connection, which means they, linked in the word mitzvah is the yichud kutshubri We're trying to bring together and to make a unity at savsa of, of these two elements, so to speak, to bring Hashem into, into the world. So when a person does a mitzvah, Kaddish Baruch Malchus. That's what it means. Yichud Tiferes and Malchus. Not just Kabbalistic terminology. Simple. We're trying to make Hashem proud of His creation. 
that Hashem should be misbaer with his dibor, which is the world. And it's supposed to intensify our awareness that the maluchas to Hashem alone. Kodesh Baruch Hu fear tevelt. Kodesh Baruch Hu is running the world. That's what it means. A yichud tiferes malchus. V'zeu yichud akodesh Baruch Hu ushchinte. That's what it means. A whole different taich. Again, classic Balshem. It takes concepts that were spoken about for thousands of years, but his lens changes everything. His presentation of these concepts humanizes kaviyachol our relationship with Hashem. Makes it so much more relatable. She is spa'er kadosh baruch hu b'malchus. Shehu b'seicha elamais Hashem should be should should be proud of his world that he created via his gala malchusa and to reveal the fact that he and he alone is the melech. Dainu sheyakiru hakol to reveal within the created world shehu melech ba'elamais that we are not here alone. We're connected to him. We are commanded by him. He cares a great deal about the world. He does not believe that one person can change the whole entire world, but he wants all of us to do what we can to make the world a brighter place. That's it. And he cares about it, and it matters to him. It matters to him. And so doing, we bring a tremendous tainik to Hashem. It's all, he says, like we said, it's just from our perspective. From his perspective, so to speak, from our perspective, there's a before and an after, there's an upper realm and a lower realm, all of this distinctions from our standpoint, and there becomes the possibility of the Shekhinah. To reveal the way that Hashem's presence is dwelling in the physical world, ubiyadenu, and it's in our hands. It's up to us. Sparks of divinity, sparks of consciousness within a physical, mindless, corporeal, just dross body, to recognize our source makes the biggest yichud in the world. That no one else could do. None of the animals, none of even the most intelligent orangutan can't do it. What, what, what the simplest human being can do. It's a pella. Sha'anu makirn gdulasai umalchusai. Ba'az hu nishlam vimidas malchusai. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mita of malchus is revealed and is complete. Because as we know from the Kadmainim ki ein melech am. You cannot have a king without a nation. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is undoubtedly a king. But in order to reveal that aspect of his unity, of his, sorry, of his perfection, he needed to create a matzah where there would be, so to speak, an, an am, like a nation. And that's it. And the more that we come to Akara of Hashem, which is what the mitzvahs are for, literally what the mitzvahs are for is to train us in this consciousness, the more that we're fulfilling the purpose of creation, the more that we're revealing Hashem's presence within the created world, and the more that you and I are involved in refining the physical world so that even on our side of the curtain, slowly but surely, the sun can rise, so to speak. And eventually, this lower realm can shine with just as much light as the higher realm via our halavanaka, our hachama. We say at the end of Aleinu L'Shabach, on that day, on that great day, Hashem's name will be one, he will be one, and his name will be one. His name Shame is always a reference to the Shekhinah. We said, L'shakin shmoi shama. Right? So it won't just be that Hashem is one. 
and then the creation is just a thousand billion different things. No, we, we, we understand his presence permeates the created world to such an extent that this also. we could see his unity absolutely manifesting in the created world. There's no difference anymore between the Shemesh and the Levana. When does this take place? By Yoimahu. But that's lit. That's where you and I are headed. That's what all of our avoda is for. That's what it means to be a yid. That's what our mission statement is. And this distinction between, like we say, before and after, upper and lower, from our standpoint, is also re- is also reflected in the four letters of yud Vavke. Four letters, it's divided into two. yud is the upper realm. Vavke is the lower realm. The only reason that there's a, a distinction between Yudke and Vavke is because right now there's a spiritual realm and there's a physical realm. The spiritual realm being higher, Yudke, the physical realm being lower, Vavke. Says the Ariyah Kodesh, quoted by all the Svarim, by Yoimahu. On that great day where Hashem Echad Echad, Yiyeh. Hashem's name will no longer be Yudke, Vavke. The lower realm will so perfectly reflect the upper realm, it will be Yudke, Yudke. Because of our Avoida Nezgala Hamalchus, we reveal on Kodesh Baruchu's Malchus in the world. And HaKadosh Baruch has tremendous, tremendous tiny from this. This is Yichud Kuchibruchu Shkinte, bringing together Tiferes and Malchus. Means, HaKadosh Baruch I want to do what you sent me in this world. I don't want to waste my time. How do I do that? Not in some super intense, like, from Kite way. Just to live with consciousness. To try to be the best that I can in all the areas of my life. You know, Hashem wants that there should be time for learning, time for doubting, time for being a father, time for being a friend, time for hanging out, time for all the different things, but to do it with, with, with consciousness. And that every experience should bring us closer and closer to the awareness that Hashem is speaking our lives into being. He's communicating with us. He's desperate for a relationship with us. We should be zeicha to do all of this with consciousness. L'shem, live, heading, where we're heading. Yichud kuchabrichu ushrimte to reveal the presence of a Kurdish Baruch in the world. Shabizakha to taste that time period of Ahaya Arhalavana Ka Arachama. That is a Sashem. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos.